Hello and welcome back to Genius, where we're celebrating the life of Pablo Picasso. This week we're talking about the turn of the century and taking money from your uncle, but not doing what he asks. Coming into the 30s, the Nazis have arrived. It's never a good story. And has he found a new flame? Gotta hope not. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin hey guys thank you for holding out zach held down the fort last week i'm so appreciative of him He's going through a lot of bs but we're back to talk about pablo and his work and crazy shenanigans uh mina's on the panel looking amazing guys thank thank you you so much for being here yeah thanks for having us yeah definitely love to be back uh we got a short episode this week so let's not waste any time let's just dive right into the turn of the century uh, Picasso has left his stupid life behind. He's going to Paris where the artist studies. He won't be held back. And he does pretty good for himself. He runs into a guy. Uh, my Spanish him. is not very good. Maroc, I think is how you say his name. Um, but he definitely swindles him. And oh, Pablo's, you know, at, as young artists, uh, struggling in a very expensive city. <laughs> I think we can identify a lot with Picasso in this moment. I will put pose to you the same question Pablo was posed. Uh, 150 monthly, or did you take it by painting? Did you take the 50 for the three and keep working your ass off, just painting after painting? Or do you say, uh, you know what, 150 guaranteed, that sets me up nice. I mean, where he's at, I'd like to say my art counts more, and I would take that first, but I get his struggle, mm. where he is, and he's really... he's. It's not he's not just paying for himself, he's also paying for his friend, Carlos Carles. 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 Um, so I get he was like a smart man to think like I'll take the sust- uh, sustainability right now. I'm hoping he changes his mind. I feel like it's the same dynamic as an unpaid intern trying to make their way <laughs> into the world and just doing gigs for free until they have the credibility to be able to go on their own and say, this is the brand I've built for myself, and now I'm going to capitalize on that. I'm going to monetize this now. Because it's very hard to monetize in the beginning unless you have someone backing you at first. And then once you have the exposure you need, then you can be like, okay, I'm going on my own now. I totally respect this. I had such a huge problem, uh, though. I was like, do the math. I know. take a second and do the math. So three for 50. But what else was he going to do? How is he going to sell his paintings without having someone to sell them for him? But the guy was gave him an offer. He's like, go out and ask, Here's the thing. ask around. This is a good offer. Like, he could have easily... It Taking like, the time to ask around. Like, it sounded like he was saying, hey, take 24 hours. He didn't say take 24 hours, but I'm pretty sure he would have given him a day. And then he could have gone and been like, 150 is a little, little, I don't know. Here are some basic more, rules for artists. One... Don't work for free. Never. Your work is your time. You cannot get time back. If you think about that as an exchange, if you put 15 hours into something, you deserve 15 hours worth of money back for that thing or food or housing, some kind of payment for your work. Exposure sometimes work, especially if somebody has like a, millions of followers and you're like, great, <laughs> my work will be seen. That's super great. You know, this guy seems like he had like a circle of 10 people. Right. Which is funny, in that time period, probably is like a huge thing. Because mm-hmm. it seemed like they were the upper echelon of yeah. aristocrats? Not mm-hmm. aristocrats, what would you call them? Just like really fancy rich people. Yeah, the, the bourgeois. The bourgeois, bourgeois. were in the French at this time, are. for sure. And I think, <laughs> also, you know, uh, not only do you want to make sure that you are getting a competitive price, but you also want to make sure, you know, doing your math. Just do your math. It's not that hard. More than just doing the math. He says, I own your work. 
you'll have stipends to it, but like I own your work. Well, I mean, I don't know. I haven't looked in the history books, but so all those mm. paintings that he did at that age, uh, I'm sure they like he when he was alive, they weren't his, right? Mm-hmm. They were just to somebody else, and he mm-hmm. can reclaim them. Absolutely, that sucks. As an artist, that's horrible. It that's is so horrible. many like musical artists from today's day and age where they sign, they're signed mm-hmm. to a record label. They're oh, told yeah. like how to dress, how to act, what to do, mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, once they achieve the level of fame that they wanted they can go on their own this is why you're seeing album. a lot of young kids being like screw that I have SoundCloud and I will just chance rapper came up through that just being like look you can find my music you know where to look for me yeah. I will uh, at least my music to your record label to publish where you can make money off of it but I still own the basic rights um, which is smart take care of your art it's part of you uh, speaking of poor Carlos he falls in love with a girl named Genevieve uh, when they get to Paris there are three women I won't call them whores because they're not uh, Antoinette Genevieve Germaine Odette Antoinette yes. Germaine Odette uh, and they're like you know oh my god hot artist dudes yes please paint us naked we're about it we're bohemian it's like a whole new era uh, think about if you guys were alive during the millennium when it first came about like that's what the turn of the century every turn of the century ever is about that you see all of a sudden people like freedom it's a new age like suddenly because it was 1899 or whatever none of that matters now it's all new not necessarily so but it's kind of cool to see like young artists living in this era um Poor Carla's gets a crush, but he can't get it up. Why? I think it's the the drinking. They drank a lot. But that was before that was before he was binge drinking. No, they were binge drinking. That very first night, they left a bar, and he was pretty drunk. Because even Pablo says you're drunk, and he was like, "Yes, but I'm really in love." Does that really affect it that drastically? Oh my god! You never heard of whiskey, (laughs) Dick? No, I, I heard it for the first time okay. today. It's a real thing. If you're drunk, you know, erections happen because of blood flow. So if you're drunk, your blood's thinning out. It's the same reason you can't get a tattoo when you're drunk. It's like, yeah, it does affect it, to oh, answer well, your question you simply. Um, perhaps. I also think it could have been something psychological, though. I think there's some psychological things going on with it. Uh, I think the more he watches Picasso excel in his painting, because he initially came in... Um, kind of criticizing uh, Picasso when he was in the whorehouse drawing. Yeah, he's like, oh, true. you're just another one of those, uh, I forgot he, he uh, another famous artist. He was like, oh, you're just copying all of his work. Yeah. And like to see, like he probably was better than Picasso, but Picasso just has this like huge, just like uh, learning curve arc that he's like, what am I doing with my life? You I mean, know, he's painting like, masterpieces of art at 14. At, is he 14 in this nuts. right now? No, no, no. no. We, like we see the something. gift he gives his fa- uh, his uncle yes. in the last episode, he's Ooh. only 14. and it's That was incredible. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Completely understands the, the layers and the levels of art. Uh, mm. But yeah, to your point, Carla is definitely... Uh, inferior. He's inferior. If he's in, you know, he feels inferior, and that sucks. It takes a toll on a man's... Uh, you know. Impotency, for yeah. sure. Uh, he could be rendered impotent. I, I hope it's, it's not. Such I a young it could age. Be. Yeah, oh. he's young. He's handsome. But also, it could just be like a science genetic thing. Like sometimes things just happen. Um, whatever the reason, uh, poor Carlos is not doing well. He starts floundering. At the same time, we have Picasso, who's has a rising star, as Zach just mentioned. Uh, but he's not liking the fact that he is actually doing what Carlos accused him of in the beginning, which is. Just faking other people's work, He's mostly copying, Renoir, yeah. who is the, uh, the most yeah successful painter at the time. Uh, but his art was still good. How did you guys feel about that scene? We talked a lot about the special effects last season. We got to see his oh, uh, painting, which I think it's a called like a night on the town or something yeah, like that. And I've seen that before. It's gorgeous, it's beautiful, and it threw me off because I was like, "Here he is. He's painting." Da da da. And I was like, "Wait a second." 
is he like really in this party right now painting? Like, is he doing that? And I was like, no, they're cool, doing some cool effects right now. They, I liked it. Did you like it? Oh, cool. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. I loved how it went from like people reenacting it to the actual painting. It makes perfect sense too when you think about it. Like you, you always wonder like in the psyche of, of an artist and like specifically painters, I would say, like how, how is it they, most of the time they're not there. Like they're envisioning this thing, but like he's seeing this party in his head mm. again and like he's closing his eyes and it's just like so vivid and, and. I like it. It's cool. It was cool. No photographs. Yeah. It has to do it from memory. Seriously, yeah. You feel like the whole room is spinning and slightly off of its axis, which is, if you've been to a rousing party where lots of people are dancing and turning in circles, it just, it gives you the feeling of being there. Um, but he's not happy doing it. And the final straw is when he meets this lady who is like elite. And she's like, can you paint me in the Stella Renoir and make me beautiful? And he's like, F you lady. I don't have enough talent for that. I'm out. Uh... He kind of takes a risk. He goes back to his uncle. And I wanted to ask you guys, do you think this is his smartest move? I kind of was hoping he would go back to, like, the mountains and try for that one epic moment, you know, again, where he felt like he was creating something that had never been seen before. Mm, I don't think going back to the mountains would have worked because uh, he was so against wanting to paint cows and... and um scenery work, mm. you know? Yeah, both he, literally and yeah. in terms of the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't like cows. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Sorry. It was funny. You made a funny joke. I um, don't he, think he mountains are bad. I don't think he would have thrived in the mountains. Uh, going back to his uncle. Uh, where's his father at this point? It kind of mm-hmm. made it seem like his father has passed, right? Potentially. I know that there's some distance there. I think his son's success has clearly had a negative effect on him when he says, you know, oh, I, I sold this beautiful painting and it's going to get me to Paris. And he's like, yeah, I guess just take this money. Um, uh, okay. I think he thought he was going to be like a great art instructor like he was, like sort of take after your old man, but be better. I don't think he uh, envisioned how much better his son would be. Right. Um, but he went back to his uncle, which I'm like... Yeah. I feel like most of it was to get uh, Carla's uh, more healthy and like, out of Paris, you know, just trying to bring up a spirits he's being a good friend yeah some home get you some home like cooking and like yeah. atmosphere and everything yeah you mentioned uh the uncle's house is freaking gorgeous oh my god yeah that little is it called, is it called an atrium I have no. the atriums like, usually have like a dome and there's like lots of plants inside well, I, I think sometimes atriums are like in between like in the center of your house mm. and it's just an opening on top so it mm, looked like mm. it was like they were in a gar- uh, pad and guardian gar- guardian yeah <laughs> a pat I can't even speak. Pattern, pat, I can't say it either. Patterned garden. Something along those lines, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the camera pulls out, and it's this, like, cool triangle. It was beautiful. It was really beautiful. And Carlos beard seems lifted. Like, they go back and see the Matadors, which we saw him do in episode, uh, Pablo do with his father in episode one. Uh, he's having a good time, and then he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go back and visit my parents. And I was like, Picasso, like, look at your friend lying to you. Before we even leave this scene... And I don't want to put emphasis on the fact that, like, maybe he should have asked more or been more aware. But for me once, did you guys feel like twice, he was? Kind of it thing. seemed obvious to me because it was super obvious without yeah. knowing even the rest of uh, Carla's story. A hundred percent. I mean, we saw him like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I need money to buy this necklace. And he goes, no, 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 buy more paints. And mm-hmm. then, like, he didn't really push it, and then he went and bought that necklace. And then why would he think he's gonna be like speaking the truth? Like, oh, I'm gonna go back to my parents. Like, no. You should know your friend better than that. How did you guys feel about, like, Genevieve's art throughout this? So she's just some poor girl who's like, oh, yeah, cute artist. And then 
or try to do it and it's not happening, which, you know, uh, as the partner can be kind of disheartening, like you're not going to be attracted to what's happening. It's weird. Uh, to then embarrassing him on the street because he was persistent and would not let up. And she was like, I'm trying to tell you that it's just not here. It's not working for me. That's uh, me. Yeah. That's horrible. But then when Carlos leaves Spain to go back to meet her, man, I was like, dang, girl, don't show up. Like, you got to... I'm a firm believer in, like, strict lines. Like, cut it off. Do you guys... But I do think she was doing what she thought was best. How did you guys feel about her meeting up with him again? It didn't seem like she was trying to send mixed signals at all. It honestly just seemed like... She was trying to be a good person, and she felt guilt, and she didn't want to leave things on the bad note that she had previously left them on. Mm. So she, she drew that line right away. Like, I, yeah, I'm seeing somebody. She did. But I, I feel like it, it, this happens a lot in groups. Like, you, you have a, a friend of groups, guys and girls, and obviously, you know, it's not always, not always platonic, and some chemistry forms. And for the sake of the group, if it doesn't work out, it's like, hey let's just, you know, make this work and, like, we had an awkward moment, but okay, like, let's continue this group to all hang out because we have good times and it seemed like they they were, like, a good group of people all hanging out and enjoying the turn of the century and, you know, love mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So I think that's where she, it was rooted that she was trying to just make sure everyone was happy and that, like, they could continue in life and what they were doing. Totally. What's more important, though, love or your... Your career, like when you give up part of your career to pursue the person of your dreams, or oh yeah, well that's where his mistake was. Well, and Carlos is not clearly in a good headspace. Like depression changes your brain chemistry. Um, we saw him go into the opium dens, and then of course, um, when love turns to obsession, mm-hmm. you get violence, and we see that he tries to kill uh, Genevieve, Jermaine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, I keep calling her Genevieve, Jermaine. Um, and then turns the gun on himself and kills himself, which is sad and tragic and obviously has a very lasting impact on Picasso, who decides at this point, okay, I'll pick up my paintbrush again. Uh, do we have the image of uh, the suicide of uh, Carles? It's Yes, this is it. Oh. So this is a painting he was working on. We never kind of see the full thing. That's cool. And I like the shots that they gave of him, like, as if his yeah. body was sitting there. I guess maybe that was, like, him at, I don't know, we never got a shot of them, like, actually seeing the funeral or what, if there was even a funeral. But mm. he did see his body, like, wrapped up in that silk, it looked like. And I guess maybe that's where he's pulling from. Yeah, and I like the way they kind of focus on the candle to show the light, because there's, like, a lot happening in here light-wise. Of course, Picasso is not painting for realism. He's painting to suggest an emotion or a tone. Um, that contour, though. Right? Yeah, those cheekbones are happening. That's probably the opium den. Um, I also find it interesting that he did not paint any wound. If he shot himself in the head, there's no there's no bullet wound, there's no blood. He, he gives him, like, a peaceful send-off, which is interesting. It's nice. Uh, there's another image we have that is a painting of Carla's. Uh, that, a painting that Carla's painted, his work, uh, which I find really interesting. Hmm. We, we can see why Picasso was... Uh, the more noted painter yeah. of the time. Um, but I don't feel like Carlos was bad. It's just kind of... He didn't really have a style. He wasn't really... It's a style that feels like children's illustrations to me. I was going to say. It's and, primary. I mean, yeah. yeah. And it's not that it's not artistic. It's There's so many different styles. I mean, even when it comes to modern art at times, I'm like, how is this painting Definitely. so renowned? Like, kind of like... reminds me of Van Gogh a little bit. Yeah, for sure. If we're looking at the... the 
Yeah, I see the shapes in there. Yeah. Uh, but like faceless figures. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's hard to paint. It's more of a yeah. feeling rather than like detail. You see a lot of influence of the people that were creating at the time, which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but poor Carlos, if you read his Wikipedia page, the first thing he says is like an artist most famous for his friendship with Pablo Picasso. And like, that is not so sad. That is not what we had hoped for. <laughs> uh, so, so poor sad. Carlos is gone. Picasso was painting again, which is great. Let's jump forward to the 1930s, where we have old man Picasso number one. It seems like we're going to have very many. We call this very middle of the road Picasso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's got the long kind of gray hair. It's sort of Hitlery, which was like the fashion at the time. Um, I thought he was going to have like you could almost see the there's little, like the little shadow yeah. here coming and going. Um, again, Hitler was trying to be fashionable. This is what people were into at the time. I just thought it was very interesting. Um, and the Nazis have arrived. There was a very beautiful scene. It was a beautiful shot of the car, and the two flags mm. were on the side, and it was just like, it was so ominous in a way. It was very dark, and it was just the car pulling up and the camera kind of up here, looking at the car driving totally yeah. towards... It definitely know, had that feeling of like... Uh, impending imp- doom. Yes, that part. I was going to say the Imperial March, which also has a feeling of impending doom. Mm-hmm. Star Wars. Um... Where they got it from. He is bouncing between Dora and Maria Therese. It's getting messy. The girls are having fist fights in the lobby. Poor Sabres is trying to keep everybody calm and quiet. And like, ladies, can you just come back? He's with the other woman right now. You both know <laughs> you what this is. Know what's going on. I'm surprised uh, they both still kiss him. I am not. Really? Okay, <laughs> so here's a question. What is the show telling us about geniuses? Because That's what we talked about last time. Lots yeah. of extramarital affairs this, happening this around. This is very graphic. Much more so than the last season. Mm, Lots mm-hmm. of sex going on. There might be an Antonio Banderas versus a Jeffrey Rush thing, too. Jeffrey's not doing that many sex scenes. That's true. I'm okay Whereas that. Antonio <laughs> has been doing sex scenes since the beginning of his career. He's like, whatever, take it off. Who yeah. cares? Um... Let's just go Dora versus Maria, because he mentions at the end uh, how he loves both of them. And he mentions why. He's like, Maria is soft, and she does whatever I say, and that's really nice. Uh, Mina made the point that that is not love. <laughs> yeah, that's not. That's definitely comfort and safety. And, I mean, you can feel, like, warm and comfortable with someone, but that's not necessarily love. That's feeling safe. Um, but with... Uh, with the other lady, with Dora, he, like, legitimately respects her, but I don't think it's love either. He thinks that she's brilliant, and you can mm-hmm. look at someone in awe it's and be lust, like, wow, though. this person's amazing, mm-hmm. but still not feel I love see, towards them. Just intense admiration. I argue that point because the fact that the second she had mentioned, I want to leave Paris, the second that her, like, humanistic side of fear came out, uh, that fire the was ignited, like, was extinguished. He was in love with her through a lusting of, like, this passionate uh, mm-hmm. F.U. world kind of thing. And he said, the first night I met you, you had a knife and you're drunkenly going across and you stabbed yourself and you didn't feel anything. And now she's a different different person mm-hmm. because she's afraid of Nazis. I mean, like, who wouldn't be? But, it's a uh, lot of, like, what we were seeing last season yeah. with uh, Einstein in that when you make me feel good about myself, I'm very intrigued by you. Suddenly you're you're so interesting and you're this really great human. But when I need to take care of you, when it's my turn to support the other half of this relationship, suddenly my interests wane and you're not there for me and what are you even doing with your life and I'm bored. It's very selfish. He wants someone mm. who's a muse mm. and having someone who inspires you. I mean, it's not your job to inspire someone. Well, to answer then my original question, I think 
based off this conversation here, perhaps what it's saying about geniuses is they constantly need to be stimulated and that there's a negative aspect of that stimulation. Like if you constantly need to be on and like activated, then I'm gonna, you're not being a good human. I'm going to go ahead and say, I think the geniuses that we've seen so far um, are unhinged from what we know to what reality is, uh, to what like love is. Uh, these two men have portrayed their love for what they are great at. Uh, Einstein, it's, uh, math, and then Picasso, art. And Picasso even says, uh, in the first episode, I choose my art, that's my love mm-hmm. of my women and daughter, of mm-hmm. all things. He's like, I need to save my art, not my family. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what separates normal people from geniuses, because mm-hmm. their love is for what makes them a genius, as opposed to what we need is love, is like a companion, a, a, a part, a person. We tend to idolize people who sacrifice themselves for work, whether that's like a Steve Jobs who did it for technology, or and some can argue like that was his love. Like he, mm-hmm, that's why he did the things that he did to his daughter and his wife and whatnot. And there's a very common thread right now that with geniuses, unfortunately, it's true. Again, I hope we have a woman. I just next season. That would be I'm just really curious to see how they turn those tables. Where it's the same, where it isn't. We had Marie Curie last season, where right. we saw, you know, it could be the same for a lady. Maybe nothing so, changes. Last episode, I think. Uh, I don't know if they're going to continue following this theme, but it seems like they're finding geniuses within uh, the World War II era from like the turn of the century. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel that like way it's going to be somewhat, a female author. I would love for it to be a female author. Something in English, like with the literature, that would be phenomenal because we've had math, science, mm-hmm. or math. Ooh, art. there's a female journalist whose name I cannot remember. That would be really good. She did a lot of wartime correspondence at the time. Um, there's a lot of options for really great folks, especially around that era. It challenged people to become their best selves. Uh, Picasso's running away from, not running away from Nazis, but he's like really actually stood up to Nazis when oh, they came in. They were like, monologue. started naming off Jewish people, uh, friends of his, and they're like, are they hiding here? Are they hiding here? And he's like, look, son, your captain loves me. So you could take me in if you want. That's cute. He's going to be pissed and maybe you'll disappear. Maybe the thing you're threatening me with will happen to you. And I love when we get those tables flipped. Let's get very quickly to 1943 where we meet the beautiful Francois. She's learning to be a painter. She's being told, if you're going to learn art, you need to study in the style of Picasso. That was so cool. And then she... (laughs) Yeah, it was so cool because we kept having Picasso at a younger age. You need to study in the in the in the vein of this one, Renoir, or someone else, and it's just like how the the tables have turned. I guess. Nice. You know? Yeah. And totally. Standing on the shoulders of your uh, successors. Yeah, uh, seeing the line of succession too in art and how yeah. pe- how and where people pick up. So like he's you know the greatest living artist at the time. Uh, she's studying and and learning, and because she has this beautiful gorgeous friend. Who just happened to bump into Casa when he was like, "You should hang out. Let me see you around again. You're pretty. Maybe I'll want to put my dick and, in it." And we got uh, a nice little uh, uh, co-star, not co-star. What am I trying to say? Nice little um, appearance. Appearance. Thank yeah. you. Of uh, Ein- young Einstein from last season. Yeah. What's his name? Oh, I it. In. Uh, Oh, God, on the spot. I know, I know. I had it before. I meant to write it down. We were short on time, but yeah. we respect you. Yes, you were great. You were on the show. Awesome. I love you. <laughs> Last season. Ah, oh, dang it. I he's hate when blonde. this happens. I know, right? Um, but he's great, and 
continues to be a, a chameleon of sorts because you knew instantly that it was him, but also like so different physically in his presence and the way he's presenting himself here. Um, I believe the person he's playing is like a New York art dealer, if I'm not mistaken. That yeah, that conversation um, went very fast over my head. Yeah, so uh, we'll probably see more. His name is on a lot of buildings where his family name is. So I'm sure we'll see more of him coming up, which is exciting to see them recycling great actors who we complained a lot last season. We don't see in a lot of other work. Anything, yeah. So they're like, oh, you don't. No, we'll keep them then. <laughs> we yeah, can keep using seriously. Them. Um, we see that several years later, even though uh, Picasso told off uh, Dora, she's still with him, which I feel bad for this actress because she's really just getting beat up by these dudes season after season. Um, and even though at the table, he's like, yeah, let me go holler at these other girls. Don't worry. I'm just going to bring them cherries. And she's like, mm, I see you, son. I've been yeah, with you long enough. I, I know, know you don't truly really love me, but here I am. Uh, Did he pop the cherries? <laughs> no. You're wild. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so he agrees. He basically, like, you know, you should come hang out. What I love about this is we're getting a new line, which, again, is what intrigues him. He loves what he can't have. Uh, and, like, she's like, no, I don't have sex. I'm not really interested in that right now. I'm interested in my art. I'm a serious person. You're going to take me seriously. I like that he's kind of talking around her. He's talking to the guy about the girls. He's like, oh, tell me about them. And she's like, I'm right, I'm right here. here yeah. You could just ask me. Um, what do we think is going to happen with them as we swiftly move into predictions? She's going to be his new lover. New inspiration. I wonder how she, long she holds out I mean, on her virtuous I don't piety. Think, I don't think very long. We saw like a leg come up with like Yeah, a, but I don't think she's going to do anything. I think it's more of a tease and she seems very like prudish and innocent. I don't think she's actually going to do that. Picasso anything. has laid a lot of pipe. I mean, we and saw him at 14. Dominant. She's dominant. She's like a firecracker. You can already tell. She's like, I'm actually an artist. I'm an intellectual. I really want to believe this is why I'm sighing. Not because I don't believe you, but because I'm like... I really wanted this to be true. I really, I really would like it if she was just like, no, I'm going to really make you work for this. I bet we get like a full three to five minute scene of her being like, no, you can't. And then we'll cut to a future where she was like, I don't care. You're hot. You're famous and you're amazing. Um, What other predictions do we have for the coming week? Oh, well, we get a whole nother, uh, a whole nother. Oh, there we go. Thank you. You're after Buzz TV. Predictions. We go a little bit further into the, uh, future, I guess, with uh, an older older version of uh, Picasso. With, now, this uh, is the Picasso I'm most familiar with. This yes. is we're moving closer to the 1960s in that era where he's bald and very old. Yeah, and he's with another baby. So All these young girls. I know, Let's all these young girls. Baby. Well, that's what I they mean, called it in there. Yeah, I mean, I mean that his friend was like, she's a baby. Yeah. In the same way that when someone is 28 and dating an 18-year-old, I'm like, that's a baby. And you need to step away. It's weird. Um, you know, people are into their own things. I'm not here to judge. I am here to judge. It's a little weird. Um, but yeah, so we see he's, he's still doing his thing. He's still... Uh, but we also see uh, Francois leaves him. And he's like, no one leaves it. A lot is going to happen next yeah. week as we traverse a whole bunch of different spaces. And it looks like we're going to continue to look at the women in his life. Speaking of women in our lives, you guys, if you want to have fun... If you want to grow and in all areas of your life, we've got a podcast for you. Podcast edition with Maria Menounos. Uh, she has these really amazing conversations. If you haven't checked them out, you totally should. I know you're hearing out on all of our channels, but I promise you we promote it because we love her and we love the work that she's doing. I get my life every Friday morning and she's talking to celebrities, influencers, um, creative types. She's going to get you together about 
everything. She's going to help you get organized. She's going to help you think smarter. Check it out. Podcast edition with Maria Menounos drops every Friday. It's free on iTunes. Tell her who sent you. It was us, the genius panel. Guys, we are out of time. I know that was like a whirlwind. I pro- we are doing everything in our power to be here the full hour next week. Until that time, Zach, where can the folks find you? My name is Zach Silverman. You can find me all across social media at Zach with a C-H Silverman 2. Hey, I'm Mina Wahab. You can find me on Instagram at Mina Makes Magic. And make sure to tune in to Rise every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Yes, I'm Joelle Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joelle Monique. Thursdays here doing Atlanta. I believe you have an episode, maybe two left. It's really getting down to the wire. Crazy, crazy shenanigans. Uh, At the Ontario Comic Con here in California on the 19th and 20th, I've got a Darkwing Duck panel, two Star Wars panels. And I'm talking to Jason Aaron about Scalped. I'm super excited about it. And this Thursday at 2.30, head over to Screen Junkies. I'm going to be doing the Women in Film uh, competition there. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. A ton of ladies that you love from all over the internet. Check it out. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 